creativelyanddeliberately.com, a podcast where we will discuss how to creatively and deliberately make choices that give life meaning. I am Danette Hansen, your host. This is episode 15. When we were building our home that we're in, my husband did his damnedest to create a perfect home. Even with his close attention to details, we had a few issues to deal with. It's a reminder that as humans, we aren't perfect, so we can't make perfect products. There's always going to be room for improvement. We can come close, as close as humanly possible, but by nature, we are all imperfect. Some cultures deliberately introduce flaws into their work to abandon the rigid and obsessive behavior that comes in the form of perfectionism. It's a good reminder that flaws are part of being human. I learned about this deliberate practice when we were in Mexico. I bought a small beaded flower pot. It's really cute. You should see it with a neat little pattern on it. The cashier showed me the white bead that interrupted the pattern. Even though it was barely detectable, it was there deliberately to let the imperfection of the artist out. The Navajos believe that humans can't achieve the same perfection that God has. I agree we're not going to reach perfection in this life. Yet in the scripture, Christ invites us all to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. That invitation isn't so that we beat ourselves with this difficult and impossible task without Christ's help, but rather that we strive for better and that we don't settle for meteorocracy. All things are possible with God. The flaw that the Navajos place in their rugs or other art don't distract from the item. In fact, many times you have to pay close attention to their deliberate mistake, but it's there purposely. Within the Japanese culture, they incorporate the less than perfect aspect by using the wasabi aesthetics to show an appreciation of the candid integrity of the natural imperfect process that occurs in life. The hoggyware pottery isn't quite symmetrical or they have a chip or a nick purposely on its simplistic piece that might even have a rough texture to it. As a recovering perfectionist, I can see the beauty of this concept, to just embrace imperfection gracefully. It's a good reminder that I am a work in progress. There's an awesome talk given by Joel Steen, found on YouTube, entitled, Let Go of Regret and Find Peace Within Yourself. He said, enjoy where you are. It's okay to feel good about who you are while you're in the process of improving. I loved how he pointed out that if we totally focus on our weaknesses, we will then be distracted from our purpose in life. When our flaws show up in life accidentally, it doesn't mean that you must trash everything else. Imagine if I trashed the cute flower pot because it had a bead out of place. Remember that flaw was placed there to remind me of my imperfect being. I'm just like this decorative pot. God has purposely placed weaknesses within me to keep me humble and to turn to him for guidance and help. If I will turn to him, he can make weak things become strong. Because of this human imperfection, God sent his son to show me the way to perfection. 
I must draw on his power to perfect me. It makes no sense to shut down when we experience a lack of perfection in one area or another and then abandon any and all striving to up-level our lives or up-level our beliefs and behaviors. The pressure that we feel in life isn't meant to paralyze us. It's just a reminder that there's always room for improvement and growth. A perfectionist lives in the extremes of all or nothing. Yet if we'll look at these cultures that I've mentioned at the beginning, they are respectfully accounting for human imperfections, but they aren't excusing any of us to go to the extreme that the what the hell effect does. No, seriously, this is a scientific name for the behavior humans can exhibit when we fail at a set limit or a set theory we designate for achieving a goal. It leads to the ruin of any other efforts in your desired direction that are necessary in giving you the results you want. For example, the what the hell effect is well known in the dieting arena. If I slipped and ate one cookie, then I might as well just eat five or ten more. See the extreme. So if you don't keep within your budget, you spend even more saying, oh, screw it. All theories and efforts get thrown out the door regardless of the time and effort you've previously spent. This then snowballs in with feelings of failure, which is now showcasing your imperfection. So you slip into inaction, especially if it's viewed as somewhat demanding. So it's easy to shift into a catastrophic mindset and give up. All is lost fills our mind, so why try? Counting for imperfection in our striving, in our creating, and and in our being is the solution. Thus the wisdom that is expressed through these cultures who deliberately add it into their art. Learning to be gentle with yourselves and others is going to give you the satisfaction in life that you're seeking because you won't discount the things that are actually accurate that you have done. When we get stuck in the you can't do it right mode, you don't move forward. Hell, you move sideways and backwards. And just like the what the hell effect proves, you stop completely. To quiet the nagging feelings that you don't measure up, you must show yourself some finesse and compassion by enjoying where you are at this moment. You are imperfect, but you're whole like a seed with unlimited potential. And like a seed, it grows ever so slightly, but steadily. If we'll continue to put forth efforts in our desired directions, even if it's ever so slightly, it will compound over time. But it can't compound if you aren't doing anything. God comes to you where you are. If you'll look for his extended hand, you'll see it. He said, be of good cheer and do not fear for I, the Lord, am with you and will stand by you. It's up to us to not discount the positives in our nature and in our efforts. It's easy to focus on that one bead that is out of place instead of seeing the whole beautiful pattern that is perfectly placed. Or we see that nick at the bottom of our pottery when the teapot is whole enough to pour out warm and comforting herbal tea. So make sure you let the things in life that are right count. Don't dismiss them just count them, you'll be surprised as to their number. In my flowered pot, there is only one misplaced white bead and over a thousand colorful beads in the right place. Don't ever fall for the imposter syndrome. What is the imposter syndrome, you ask? It's a psychological pattern where individuals doubt their accomplishments and their knowledge and fall into a fear that others will see them as a fraud. 
A close friend of mine told me about this faulty thinking when I expressed my fear that others wouldn't view me as competent in writing or coaching even though I've put in my time. These negative ways of thinking can be just as addictive as taking a substance. Even cycles of doubt and worry can be addictive. Stop thinking that everything is wrong with you and start thinking of everything that is right with you. We are all a bit flawed, so let's make the best of our imperfection and love ourselves and love others. Thanks for joining me, creativelyanddeliberately.com. Deliberately.com.